Welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed. I'm Sam. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. We are doing half elves and half orcs today. Yeah, so if you feel like you are missing one half of the entire life experience that you could potentially get, then maybe these races are for you. Mm. Um, let's crack into it. We'll go into the mechanics of each one and then we'll go into how they can be uh, put into your campaign or how you can play them to get the best uh, experience that you want. So in terms of obviously we've explored how elves, we did a whole episode on elves and how they interact, how they work in the world. If you're a half something, what traits do you carry over? Does it Does it matter what your other half is? Do they... Do they play off each other? Are there better combos than others? That's a good question. Uh, it's something that my brother-in-law uh, also noticed and played a character called Cerberus, who he said was First the... First of all, baller. I know. Um, and he's ex-military as well, so he played him like ex-military in yeah. terms of like, right, if we're going in, we have to do this... Welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed. I'm Sam. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. We are doing half elves and half orcs today. Yeah, so if you feel like you are missing one half of the entire life experience that you could potentially get, then maybe these races are for you. Mm. Um, let's crack into it. We'll go into the mechanics of each one and then we'll go into how they can be uh, put into your campaign or how you can play them to get the best uh, experience that you want. So in terms of obviously we've explored how elves, we did a whole episode on elves and how they interact, how they work in the world. If you're a half something, what traits do you carry over? Does it Does it matter what your other half is? Do they... Do they play off each other? Are there better combos than others? That's a good question. Uh, it's something that my brother-in-law uh, also noticed and played a character called Cerberus, who he said was First the... of all, baller. I know. Um, and he's ex-military as well, so he played him like ex-military in yeah. terms of like, right, if we're going in, we have to do this kind of formation and all that kind of thing. But his whole thing was like, why are there so many half-species? I'm going to be that guy who's going around fucking everybody else to create these half-species, like which some, is fair enough. Like some puppy mill of just crazy <laughs> exactly. warriors. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so in terms of your question of, of um, half-insert... Yeah. Finished name, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, within the Dungeons and Dragons world, within the player's handbook, it's always a human. So, whatever half. Is that because it's a good leveler? I think so, yeah, basically. So, you can't make some sort of like, I'm half a dragonborn and half an orc. Uh, yeah. Which would be. <laughs> What's your name? Tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you just reference yourself, right? Just yeah. like, I am scales and muscles, <laughs> and you are nothing to me, human. Um, so yeah, so typically it's always humans that they're half of. Right. Uh, so let's crack into, uh, we might as well start with what we know, or half of what we know already, and go with the half elves. Mm -hmm. So how do they play, and how do they, 
Whereas the difference is what abilities do they lose if they're half elf? What abilities do they gain? Yeah, so um, they're actually they get some. They are the most versatile of races. Yeah, I bet. So you get the most choice. Uh, whereas most, when you obviously when you play your character, your races, and you choose whoever you want to play, you just get given these set of rules, and that's what you do. Uh, the nice thing with these guys is you get to have a little bit of a play around. So um, they get a charisma score bonus of two. As a standard, pretty good. Uh, yep, uh, which is always good. Uh, and they get two other ability scores, which you increase by one, uh, which is lovely. So that's really tasty from uh, a point of view of, do you know what? I don't really know what mm. build I want to go for. You can it, be a good jack of all trades. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, that actually, uh, that statement itself lends it quite nicely to one of the classes that it tends to play a lot uh, in terms of if you want to get like the biggest bang for your buck uh, mm -hmm. is the bard. Because right. they get the charisma boost um, as a standard anyway, that means that they're going to play quite nicely from that front. And then, dependent on what sub subclass of bard you play as, you can put your other points into the skills that sort of buff those areas. Yeah. Uh, and the reference in terms of when you said jack of all trades, the bard actually gets an ability called jack of all trades, um, which gives you a little boost to anything that you're not uh, proficient in. Uh, which right, is so nice. You could be okay at art. Well, I guess if you're half over, you're already pretty good at archery, but bad example. But you might be able to get, like, just improve magic, maybe. Just straight up destruction magic. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the charisma stuff, but I also want to be good at magic, uh, dependent on what type of caster you are, because um, different casters use a different ability bonus to do their spelling. Mm -hmm. uh, spelling, it sounds like they're in school. <laughs> um. <laughs> To cast their spells um, will give you different bonuses. So if you're going wizard, you obviously want that intelligence boost. If mm -hmm. you're going um, sorcerer or it's warlock, more of a wisdom. Uh, no, those guys are charisma based. Right, 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 uh, right, right. as well, um, which is cool. And then also the bards, their their charisma druids are. Oh dear, wisdom. Um, <laughs> there we go, got there in the end. So that's cool. So you can basically kind of spec them in any which way and they'll always do pretty well at yeah. whatever you want them to You're do. You're never going to suck at anything. No, exactly. Um, so you, you kind of... Most characters you'll find they'll have a dump stat. So the one thing that they'll be really bad at. Mm -hmm. So for, like for a lot of barbarians, I mean, typically if you're going to play the meathead, you yeah. you you know you. Absolutely... You're not so good at magic. You're not so wise. Yeah, you bomb your intelligence. Basically, a lot of people will do that, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I'm a bit stupid, but I can fucking smash people." Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. Uh, half elves. Um, they because you always ask me about age. I've noticed mm -hmm. listening back to some of our episodes. Mm -hmm. um, they re reach adulthood at twenty, like humans. Oh, so they don't get that long life thing. No, but they do live longer than humans. Uh, with uh, to around about one hundred and eighty to like two hundred and fifty like years. A Dorian Gray, Dumbledore thing. Going uh, on. Yeah, and also um, Aragorn as well. Because he's, yes, he's got naturally on life, you know, when Eowyn's like, mm -hmm. You ruined my grandfather. Yeah. Have my necklace. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sorry, no. No, and we're talking about Eowyn, this is uh, Rohan Lady. Oh, right, yeah. sorry, I'm not up on Lord of the Rings. That's fine, don't worry about so it. Much. I've, I've now put you straight and true. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's all like, You rode with my grandfather. Right, and, right, and right, he's right, like, right. Yeah, I did, I remember him. Your father was like just a boy, and he's like, She's like, But you must be like 80. He's like, Yeah, I'm 85. And then she's like, what? Like, it all still works, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, half elves, you get dark vision. Mm -hmm. 
So that's a nice um, crossover from the actual Elvish vibe. You Super get, useful too. Yeah, I mean, as a standard motor, like a fair few races do get it. Um, you know, there's a reason why the first D in Dungeons and Dragons is Dungeons, because a lot of this stuff is subterranean, so being able to see in the dark is good, um, which is cool. You uh, get Fey Ancestry, which is tasty as well. That's the ability to, uh, you get advantage on uh, being charmed and being put to sleep magically. Right, um, okay. So you're cool at that front. You also get a thing called skill versatility, which is talking about you can kind of build them in that whichever way you want, mm -hmm. uh, which gives you proficiencies in two skills of your choice. That's really useful. Yeah. F fill in those holes in your character game like we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Dump exactly. it in. Okay, you're not good at one thing. Well, just pile it in and should it come to it, you might be able to wing it. Yeah, uh, which is great. So that's really useful for that point of, uh, from that front. Uh, and finally, in terms of the languages <coughs> they get as well. Um, Elvish, common, and, and something else. Yeah, and they get another one as well. You'll find most people only get uh, like Two. common and whatever their thing is. Mm. Um, but they actually get another one, which makes it <coughs> ideal. So you can chuck abyssal in there if you can want. Can you it. pick the language? Yeah. That's good. That's why they're mo so versatile and why they can be used. Because um, if you're in a certain area, you could pick the native language that would give you a natural... So you go into a tavern, mm -hmm. this dude speaks three languages, mm -hmm. he knows exactly what's what's going on. You can't pick them up on the fly, obviously. Like, when you build you have a character, you've still got yeah, to but commit. But still, you can still have that. There's still Again, it's still the chance that something comes up. and It's like the, um, the, uh, the Reading the Rock spell we talked about a few episodes ago. Reading the Rock. Oh, are we the gnome thing? Is yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it's similar to a that. A thing you'll only use once, but shit, it might be super useful when you Stone do cutting. use it. Stone cutting. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's really good. Let's say when you're in some sort of temple environment in the middle of a jungle, and you're coming across this sort of like Aztecian. Mm. Um, no one reads Inca. this. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and oh, I do. That sign says, "Don't tread on that thing, otherwise spikes come and stab you." We have no one in our crew that can do that, and I'm super nervous when we get. To this temple. Some people have got some good languages in the crew. Don't worry. You'll be fine. I'm just going to have a policy of stay between <clears throat> everyone and don't touch a thing. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, so that's cool. And that's that's literally all they get. Um, the nice. So as with most of the other races that we've looked into, mm -hmm. they always have sub-races. Yeah. With, uh, with them being half-elves, they're almost classed as a sub-race in themselves, mm -hmm. uh, which sounds really de like really nasty, actually. Yeah. I just said that out loud. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, I think they get those stats that are, that are so good, mm -hmm. ultimately. So, so they just go, do you know what? Here you go. Yeah, we know you don't have the flexibility in terms of the sub-races, sub but you just get flexibility as a standard. Right, okay. Cool. So in the in the world, is there a universal law of how the elves hate half-elves? You know, how do characters in the world usually react to half-races? Sure. Or is it commonplace? Um, I would... Mm. It depends, once again, this this is very much a conversation that you should, if you are thinking of going down the half-elf road, you should have a conversation with your dungeon master to basically ask these questions. Right. Um, I personally, and what they say in the player's handbook is they, are, they make great ambassadors between, uh, between races because they're a bit of something and a bit of something. So they've got a little bit of everything but don't feel like they belong anywhere. 
that's the kind of cultural vibe that Doctor they give. Doctor Who again. Yeah, a little bit. Something that comes up a lot with elves. Yeah, a little bit of Doctor who Maybe because they live so long, they see so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, that could be a part of it. Because um, imagine if you were an ambassador... Oh, no. Oh. I'm going to save that to the end. Yeah, okay. I'm going to save it to the end. Um, so that is typically like one of those things that, that they say, like, this is the standard that you can go with, is, is the ambassador kind of point and with that extra language as well that certainly kicks into mm -hmm. how that can all work um fine great i mean those those ideas are there for you to use feel free from that front i feel like it's a bit of a mm, an easy solve of you know half elves like maybe theoretically why don't you have something where you are half elven and you're unaware of this so it requires you as a player to be um to like play it over your character so you're just like I'm a human and I think I'm a human and I always thought that I'm a human yes I'm a little bit pointy on the old ears but hey I've been really good with a bow yeah and uh, I can see in the dark so a good example would be uh, Peter Quill would be Star-Lord right um, <clears throat> obviously in the films he's uh, he's half ego but in the comics he's half Spartan Spartan I don't know yes man. I think it is Yeah, it's something it's some uh, amalgamation of Spartan uh, whatever, but hey, so but he's all obviously unaware of this, of not being entirely human, mm -hmm. and he's just like, yeah, I'm just a human, and that's what I do, and I fight and I sing and that kind of stuff. Brilliant. Um, so that might be quite an interesting way if you're thinking of a character to actually be could make for a good story arc. Yeah, exactly. To be completely unaware of your heritage, and your mother or father is just like, yeah, um, you were left at my door. After nine months, or like a changeling, I, a stranger visited me one day, and then nine months later, you popped out, type thing. Uh, so, a stranger visited. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I think we know what that's code for. Sure. Um, your daddy was an angel. That's what what's her face does. Yeah. Yeah. That's super sad. That scene. It is very sad. Um, the kid who played him is actually in a movie scene. And that's all I know about that story. In a movie scene. In a movie scene, the little boy who played young Peter. He's been well. in a movie already, man. Yeah, I think you've told me this. He was in It. Right. Yeah, he's, he's the Jewish kid who hates the flute lady. Oh, yeah. yeah. World, world star. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Uh, and that, personally, that's how I would like to play him. That's how I would play a half-elf. It's a strong character. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot going on, um, which is pretty tasty from there. Um, Do you want to switch across? Yeah, I, I want to dabble a little bit in terms of uh, who, after that sort of point, and after you find out you're half human or half elven, hmm. um, I think it should be, you should definitely make a decision about how you would deal with half of one half of your race, right? Now, whether that should be overly um, wanting to be with that those those people, mm -hmm. or the other totally the other way, or totally the other way and actively despising and going. Oh my gosh! I can't believe that I'm part of these guys. They're horrible. Um, something that could be interesting is remember we had a conversation about uh, the drow. Yes. Right. Uh, the drow and potentially being a half drow, uh, Ooh. which could be <clears throat> possible to say the least. Um, you know, they, they are they are. I mean, they're still elves and they still have this sort of natural charming, and they've all they've all got. Um, the, what I would describe as the boy band body mm -hmm. or the girl band body. Yeah. Um, so they're all, you know, they're all toned to shit. And NCAA first body. 
And what words? That's a that's an MMA term. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> They've got that. Uh, you know, incredibly defined cheeks. And if you're a bit emo or if you're a bit dark as a mm-hmm. young lad or lass, they they don't they live underground. They do live underground, but you know they might turn up every so often. So do the Wombles. Yeah, and everybody's had sex with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> now. Amazing. Uh, so that's that's. Yeah, that's a little bit of a dabble into half-elves and how maybe you should think about playing them. Once again, have a chat with your DM, because mm-hmm. they are. it is difficult when you're talking about social and politics. Um, and ask about the languages too, because yeah, exactly. you can get a heads up on that. Yeah, what's around if I'm born in this place. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Now let's flip the coin. Ting. Thanks. Uh, and we'll roll on over to half-orcs. Um, Hole of the beast? I mean... Out of the out of the book, yes. Okay. Uh, half orcs typically are not born out of a uh, loving relationship. None of them I've seen seem particularly well adjusted. Yeah. I'm thinking even in Skyrim, they're the they're the hulks. They're the smash, double-handed axe type kind of guys. I do like their culture in Skyrim though. Yeah, because they have all the strongholds, don't they? You have yeah, to, remember yeah. when you go to one, you have to best in hand-to-hand combat before you can shop. Yeah, it's all about strength and strength of character and all that kind of thing. And, and mm. if you're stronger, I mean, I feel like they're that sort of Bushido code type thing. Yeah, I, I I went even more animalistic and more of lions. So you know when or bears or no bears are no, solitary. Bears, don't bears are solitary. Yeah, got it. Um, unless they've got bear cubs and they yeah uh, no bears are solitary. Um, Lions, so right, if you if you're if you're the big lion, you're the big daddy. Yeah. And just hey man, that's it, what I say happens. Mm-hmm. Um You gotta earn you gotta sing for your supper. Yeah, exactly. But as soon as you start looking a bit ropey, we'll the other the other guys are cycling around. So that's that's cool from that sense. Um gotten off topic a little bit, but that's uh Something you can lean into as an orc. Yeah. Maybe as a half-orc. Well, that's the half-orc vibe, right? So as a half-orc... Neither one thing nor the other. Yeah, uh, but you're probably going to be a bit more into... Well, it's scary. So let's go mechanically, because there's part of that in that. So they have a strength increase of two. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking typically uh, the whole, like, two-handed weapon baller type thing, Mm -hmm. that obviously leans heavily into that. Uh, they've also got a constitution increase of one, which gives them makes them more hardy and more solid. So we're, we're still going down that uh, typical orcish kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, they have dark vision. Once again, as we've said, brilliant. Your orc blood gives you dark vision, and that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, they're proficient in uh, intimidation. Naturally, because they're yep. usually going to be bigger, seven feet tall. Sure, uh, you know tusks. Dependent. I mean, Ooh, yeah. yeah uh, obviously, depending That's a giveaway, on how, isn't it? how orky you are. Yeah. Um, there's that. There's also another thing that they have. So that's that's kind of like their social point. They have a nice thing called uh, relentless endurance, which basically, when you get uh, when you get knocked out, when you get reduced to zero hit points, but don't die. Um, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but what that means is, um, and we haven't gone into this in terms of rule explanation, but when you Go below your hit points. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's double your entire hit points, you don't die immediately and you start doing something called death saving throws. It's like you're bleeding out. Yes, exactly like that. Or sometimes you can be hit by a certain spell or a weapon that if you do die, it like you just you just straight up die. 
So, yeah. for instance, uh, Beholders, um, they have one of their eye stalks can cast a, a disintegration ray, which if it hits you and you drop to zero, you just, you, you, uh, yeah, you, you Thanos out of there. I mean, yeah. Yeah, everybody knows what that reference is now, so that's fine. Yeah, you totally do do that. Um, and that's it, and you're gone, and then just your party just has to collect all of your ashes and try and push you back together again with their tears. <laughs> like a strange, horrible sandcastle. Um, so, if they go... You're right there. That's tickled you, isn't it? Fantastic. Uh, We're so, knocking them out of the park today. So if you go below zero hit points, um, you basically immediately come back with one. Right, you're just so, on your ass, basically. Yeah, so you're bam, and then you're whoop, straight back up again, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Um, so that's really nice. So that's also showing that strength and power from that point of view. They also have a thing called Savage Attack. It's like rage. Um, yes and no. I'm, I'm moving away from it because that's a very um, class-specific term for barbarians. Um, right, okay. Savage attack. So when you basically score a critical hit on an attack roll, uh, which is when you roll your d20 and you get a 20, mm-hmm. um, you usually you double your your dice. So if I'm attacking somebody and my you could attack with 40 fucking points of damage. No, 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 no. Sorry, that's that's your attack roll. This is your damage roll. Right. Okay. So when you do your your d20 roll to attack somebody and if you hit them with a natural 20 um, let's say your weapon dice let's say you hit them with a glaive which is a d10 mm-hmm. you instead usually roll 2d10 yeah. but when you've got this which is savage attack when you score the critical instead you roll 3d10 so you, your critical hits are just like way nastier mm-hmm. way through the roof which is great I mean that's a really nice um, skill to have uh, it, it certainly gives that sort of like strength and power over fucking everything and I'm just going to smash my way through stuff it's the brute force isn't it yeah exactly um, now we've gone in uh, a part of this conversation obviously we've gone into like how half orcs exist and um, a little bit of what I feel is sort of the out out of the box uh, orcish culture of that kind of rapey pillagey um Barbarian, yeah. barbaric tribes that yeah. are just literally just strength of everything else and don't really have any connection. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> whole Viking vibe type. Yeah, thing. Vikings, Mongols, you know, any any race which is pretty much every single uh, not race, any culture which is pretty much every single culture ever mm-hmm. um, that has done any sort of like it has that in them. Yeah, exactly, and that, they just personify that, and that fine if you want to do that, brilliant. I because I like to challenge things and I think everybody does and it's sort of done to death and maybe that's just because that's what we're left with from Tolkien because mm-hmm. I mean categorically he's like yep orcs were elves once and they were taken by dark powers and twisted and made evil it's yeah. just like bam there is no coming back from that you, yeah. you are if you're an orc you are evil there's you have no, that like, in you yeah there's no like oh he could be turned nope straight up evil um so moving away from that, something that's quite nice, and surprisingly, we get this. Uh, what I like, and uh, in terms of popular culture that we see, orcs and how they're represented, is World of Warcraft. Tell me more. Which um, I know there's loads of lore behind it, and in World of Warcraft, but I don't know it very well. Mm-hmm. But the way that they do orcs, I really like. Um, so now they... I'm straight up confession. I've never played it and never seen the film. 
So I'm fresh off the boat with World of Warcraft. Uh, that's cool. Film is the easiest way to get a hold of this specific knowledge, without okay. without doubt. Um, okay. It's really janky in terms of the uh, editing at the end of it. Like it feels like they sort of forgot to film some scenes, so instead they just went like, people won't notice if we just skip story, yeah. and just jump cut it all together. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of like that film actually for the cheesiness of it fair enough um so basically a lot of that uh, face facial capture avatar stuff to film that yeah i think they did you know they put the actors in helmets and then they animate the orc they, they reckon they get the facial features more realistic damn well it's good and the and the facial features and all that sort of movement is uh bob on hmm the way that they do their story the orc's origin story is they are um they basically are stuck on this planet, um, and one guy uh, comes to them. I can't really. Uh, if I'm getting this wrong, and you're a World of Warcraft player, I'm really sorry. Uh, I am not, and mine is knowledge is very limited. But it's just something that I've picked up, and I really like and ran with it in sort of my own campaign. Basically, um, the orcs themselves, to begin with, were not, while still being big and um, tusked and sort of broad-nosed, weren't inherently evil mm -hmm. and didn't have green skin okay um, they uh, in their old place uh, work basically somebody was corrupted by something called the fell I think it's referred to um, and that turned them green but also made them stronger and it turns out that this fell power is just some demonic force that's that's put inside them and turns them right okay. and then it makes them sort of more uh, bloodthirsty and savage beforehand I honestly think that their culture is very much that of Native Americans that's Ooh. what it felt like and I feel like that's how potentially we can reflect that and also if you want to go for real um, story inspiration and look at Native Americans and look at like any interaction that uh, or any modern day story that we have uh, Assassin's Creed 3 mm -hmm. uh Dances with Wolves. Mm -hmm. It's all about a relationship between, um, you know, the white man and yeah. Native Americans, and then this half. And he always turns. Well, he always turns, or he's always, you know, lost in terms of who he slash she is right. in terms of a, a character. So I think they're a really good inspiration for orcs and half orcs in general, because mm -hmm. it means that you can still have that sort of. Um, walking around and, and not really having a place, uh, orc kind of culture, mm -hmm. um, and sort of having different clans and stuff like that. I mean, that's fine and great and shamans and all that stuff. And yeah. basically making them a bit more connected to the earth rather than um, all that we are about is, you know, rapey, rapey, steely, steely, punchy, punchy. Pillagey, pillagey. Yeah, which is cool as well. Um, but I like having that depth. I think that's a really nice thing to have. It's an interesting thing to lean into in terms of how the world's built as well. Yes, exactly. If everyone automatically thinks you're this killer. Yeah. You know, this 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 beast among men. Yeah. That can be something very interesting to lean into. So that's that's in the campaign in the player's handbook. That's definitely what they say. Uh, orcs have a real problem with hmm. is uh, overcoming that stigma, and the way they usually do that is either by being overly good, right? Yeah. So they take on maybe a paladin role. Yeah, orc monks, something like that. Orc monks, paladins. You know, straight up, I wear how good I am on my chest because you recognise 
yes, you see my face, but then you also see my breastplate, which has got like a mark of Paylor or something like that big mm -hmm. sun thing, and everybody's going, oh, okay, right, orc, but hang on, you've also got that. This is interesting. Maybe I won't judge you too much immediately. Um, and then lo and behold, you come in and you're like, don't worry, villagers, I'll save you. And then you become, you know, aspirational yeah. and better and that's your stuff. But one day you lose that shield in like a 12 years of slave type scenario. Mm -hmm. You get kidnapped. They take that thing off you and you're cast out and you're just another dirty orc. And you have that culture shift. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, which then in turn gives you a real issue of like, hang For on, more I've in been... that storyline, consider the end of the podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think we've stumbled a little bit onto what you're planning later on. Perhaps, um, if we carry on with that, then okay, they've they've spent time being good mm. and overly helpful and brilliant. And uh, now he's being treated like shit. But he's being treated he's like, shit. like shit. And so what happens at that point? I think half-orcs are actually the more interesting in terms of a role-playing purpose. Mm. Half-elves great and yeah they don't particularly belong anywhere but they're you're still just a bit cleverer and you're still very good at archery yeah everybody still gets on with you yeah that's straight up i mean that's their that's their thing it's everybody gets on with you i played a half elf bard um in my brother's campaign which he ran over skype with me for a little while which was really fun and he got me a little hero forge mini and everything awesome uh we'll we'll I th we've got an instagram account now haven't we yes we do um so we'll put i've got a good picture of the little sort of starter he gave me a little starter diary and a letter mm -hmm. um, and a miniature uh, of Jericho Silvercrest. My boy. Oh, that was his name. What a boy. Yeah, and he was, you know, a buccaneering sort of talky-talky mm -hmm. uh, half-elf bard and brilliant, a, amazing character to play. Automatically, he sort of was like, everything gelled, worked really well, but I can tell that that character didn't have much, didn't have that far to progress as far as an yeah. arc uh, and a storytelling point of view. Half-Orcs, and from what people have told me of the Half-Orcs that they've played, it feels like there's a lot more... Um, when you're doing things good, it feels you're, like you're doing things even better because of how good you are. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, cool. Right, I've yabbered on for like half an hour about half things. Okay. Uh, Here we it comes. Uh, what have we called this? We still haven't called this a thing. Sam's Character Creation Hour. It's not an hour. It's not an hour. It's no, not even close. like three minutes. Okay, so first boy is uh, the orc. Are you doing one for each? You're oh, doing yeah. an orc and a half. Oh, mate. oh brilliant. Okay, mate, don't you worry. There's a, and they're both connected. It's going to be great. Oh, so there's this there's this family that live in. No, that's in fact that's that doesn't work. Yeah, right, here we go. There's an orc, a half orc, who is uh, had a tough time in the warriors' school academy. But he's always consistently the best because he's just jacked. He's just big. He's is like, this sorry? Is this in a human warrior academy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm, cool, thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, because he was um, he was left on a doorstep. He was like the runt of the litter, but he's the best of the humans. And he treks out. This is his story arc. He treks out to find an orc stronghold, and they're like, "You think you're strong? Come and have a go on, Brutus. Brutus fucks him up." Then, through a series of events, um, he sort of goes back to this tavern and he's really pissed off and he's moaning to these he's moaning to anyone that will listen about oh these bloody orcs don't appreciate anybody I've, i hate them you know what i mean blah, blah 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 and someone says well that's um that's weird this hooded stranger says that's strange because i know someone that can give us 20 20 grand for 10 orc teeth oh. where are they and he goes fucking up there man and he sees and he the just hunt gives them out. he sees the hunters take off and then he has that pang of guilt 
and he goes after him. Okay. And him and Brutus, they're the last two standing and they're just kicking ass and Brutus is just like Francis and Garney, just goom, 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 huge guy. And the little dude, our, our half-orc, is holding his own, ends up saving Brutus' life. They build a new colony. Boom. And they, right, they become really successful, living outside of man's laws, but not really stepping over the line. Sure. Then Brutus is like, cool, well, we're the best orcs now. We've got to take more land. And your half-orc, uh, who we'll call uh, Silverback, is cool. saying... Um, no, we shouldn't. We should respect laws, man. We just all got to get on. And he's like, ah, these fucking, what were these forests filled with? Elves? Pfft, let's go. Silverback says, no, don't. Brutus leads a small contingent of warriors out by night to try and take the elves by surprise. It all kicks off. And the elves are then forced. You know, Brutus barely makes it out alive. A couple of his best soldiers. Silverback's like, bro, what's happening? What, what did you do that for? And there's the infight in there. Mm. They get contacted by a uh, by an ambassador who is half human, half elf, who negotiates with Silverback, and they connect not because they are elf and they are oh. orc, but they have both had experience with the human world, oh. and that's what they connect on. So everything outcast. Everything has yeah. to be in balance. Everything has to be in balance. Tasty, I like it. What are you mouthing? Same human. Yeah, same human. Yeah, same human. Oh, that's good. That was originally <laughs> going to be. We're joined, we're sort of being listened to by uh, the Them's Fighting Words podcast co host, Rob Hughes. Um, yeah, so there's that. But then you go back into the half elf story, mm -hmm. and he was, um, he was the other side of the coin. His mother was an elf, his father was a mortal, but he was raised by elves, not humans. Mm. So he's got a different view through that looking glass, which makes him slightly wiser. Spock. Yes. Right, this is the, this is the Spock thing. This is Spock Kirk. Spock Kirk, yeah, it's exactly Spock Kirk, exactly. Damn. I mean, that's, that's my characters. Brilliant. Spock Kirk. Spock Kirk. If you, put, if you say them quick enough as well, it sounds like one name. So Spock Kirk. Yeah, I am Spockicus. Lovely. Okay, um, let's let's wrap up the episode. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for uh, for Kids, listening. Like, listen, share, subscribe. This has been Starter Set. Thanks, guys. Bye.